Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Joypad Podcast. My name is Tom, and I am joined by two other members of the podcast. If you could guess their names, you would be correct, if and only if you guessed Mike once, because there's two of them. Um, all right, uh, Megan will not be joining us tonight. She is recovering from some back pain. We wish her well. She will be back. She does exist. We were all just at her wedding, so we actually have proof that she exists. We actually have pictures of all of us in the same room. Isn't that crazy? Um, all right, well, there's nothing special uh, other than that to talk about on my end. Uh, we'll come back to me and what I've been doing later, but let's start with Mr. Michael Pinto. What have you been up to, my friend? What games have you been playing? How you doing? What you drinking? Uh, what are your thoughts on Three Line Conics? Uh, I don't know what Three Line Conics are, so my opinion is neutral, and I hope that that satisfies most of our listener base. I have been uh, mostly just... I am replaying Resident Evil 4 because I enjoy it. I haven't been doing too many other games, mostly because uh, we recorded a lot of stuff, which I have enjoyed, and uh, most of my time is being put towards editing those videos and such, so that's a good time. I enjoy doing that. And yeah, playing Resident Evil 4. I am now playing on hardcore mode because I cheated a little bit. Well, here's the thing. They give you New Game Plus, so you can carry over like all your upgraded equipment and stuff from your prior run. So so it's hardcore, but not that hardcore mode? Pretty much, yeah. It's still, it's still difficult. I'm not saying it makes it easier, but it's not frustratingly difficult like I found my initial run to be. I don't think I've really played much else. We played some Outlast Trials the other night. Tom, you you were the sleepy boy that night. Uh, so Fleming and I played with Megan. She does exist. There's footage of it. We're, Megan is the cryptid of our podcast now. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Joypad Megan. Put it in the cryptid wiktionary or whatever. She would called. love that. She loves cryptids. So she'll be way into it. Uh, yeah, we played that we played raft last week i believe after the podcast or maybe it wasn't i don't know we played raft at some point sounds right it was fun except that we got to uh cliff town or whatever what's that place called fleming the caravan town caravan uh we Cliff got the there big red dog and uh we kind of got lost and then I started getting motion sick, so I was like, okay, we need to stop. So next time we play, uh, we, we'll, we'll finish that up. I believe we were almost done. We had the zip lines. I think there was just one more thing we needed to do, and I can't we were, remember what it we was. We were looking it's, for a, a part for the electric cables or whatever. Something like that. It was that. like, yeah, some kind of electric cable part. Yeah, there was just a lot of vertical movement happening in that part of the game, and I just started feeling a little little nosh so I, I i called it quits on that but i'm looking forward to resuming that adventure and getting off that damn island drinks i have water of course hydration is key and i also have a san pellegrino limonata because i am very fancy ready grip it and rip it baby oh yeah how's that asmr it's good shit beautiful so, yeah, that's it for me. I'm going to pass it off to Mr. Michael Fleming. How many potatoes have you consumed since the wedding? 
what have you been playing what you drinking and uh what else is going on all right let me think about potatoes for half a second i have eaten no potatoes since the wedding uh, we yes. we all ate a lot of potatoes at the wedding. Well, I think we need to explain because like it just sounds weird when you just say potatoes. Like people are it was thinking raw like, potatoes. We were all yeah. shoveling raw potatoes. We've been into playing our faces. too much raft. We're just like shoving yeah. potatoes in our faces. <laughs> so the thing is, is that we all knew there was gonna be a mashed potato bar, and that is a new thing that's happened at recent weddings. At least for me, I don't know about you guys, but I was like, all right, you know, I'm down. I want to eat some of those potatoes. But then they also had, like, in their appetizer, like, you know, cocktail hour, fried potatoes that you could put sour cream on, which is just... Potato pancakes. Potato pancakes, which is just delicious. So I ate too many of them. And then I also decided, because there was um, French onion mashed potatoes, which is cheese and onions, caramelized onions, inside mashed potatoes, you gotta eat them. So I ate them, too, and... I ate a lot of potatoes, guys. I'm I'm potatoed out personally, so no <laughs> potatoes for me in the past couple days. Um, and tonight I am just drinking water out of my Capital One unsponsored. Uh, what are these called? I only know the brands like Yeti. It's not a thermos. Tumbler? Carafe. Tumbler. Carafe. Yeah, whatever it is. I don't think that's a carafe. It's not a carafe. I'm just sitting there chugging from a carafe. <laughs> Dude, that's that's gonna be the wave of the future. It's like doing a keg stand. Yeah. You do a carafe chug. The carafe well, chug. Well, it's like the old college dude bros that used to just walk around with gallons of Turkey Hill iced tea all over campus. That is true. That was a popular thing. Um, Sir, you used to keep gallons of Arizona iced tea. That, yes. You wouldn't generally walk yeah, around with it. Well, but actually, the times that he was not at his apartment, he usually brought it around. But he didn't like. He didn't walk around it as like a statement. He just wanted the tea. No. So I like yes. tea. Wasn't all right. Wasn't we're we're off on bad tangents, challenge. guys. So anyway, I am just drinking water. I am also drinking a little bit of Lacroix orange water. It's almost done. Um, so you'll see me sip that for like two minutes. That's all I have tonight. Um, trying not to grab anything else. I actually had some lemonade earlier today, which was pretty pretty good. I haven't had a lemonade in a little bit, so had some lemonade um, earlier. But uh, anyway, uh, I mean, you guys just heard what I was playing before the podcast. I have only played the Outlast Trials, um, and I've played quite a few hours of it on my own. It's um, I wanted to beat the game, and I thought that like to do that, you have to play like all the missions. So I played a couple, and um, I, I think I said before, playing with others kind of sucks, and generally speaking, it does, um, because there's a lot of people who have everything timed out, like two or three of them just know what they're doing, they don't talk to you, you know, so it's not really fun to play with those kind of people, but I have had also, I've also had people uh, who I've joined their games, and they're like, and I, I probably would have to explain my name, but they're like, you know, who are you? Why is your name this? So... Anyway, yes, it's been fun when I get people like that. And then one one time, and I, I can't do the voice the guy was doing, but he had one of the bigger guys, like, beating the crap out of him. And he's like, oh, shit, this guy's beating me. <laughs> it was just really funny to me. So I've had some fun people. Um, but I've also played uh, missions myself. They just take a lot longer by yourself. A lot, a lot longer. Because you got to do everything by yourself. You could have up to, like, four killers chasing you. Uh, you can have, um, you know, like you have to go into like different sections of the map by yourself. So 
it's not a really fun solo game except for the final mission um, that that's a pretty interesting one it's not too hard but it was definitely confusing because it didn't tell you what to do you had to figure it out kind of um, to some degree, but um, I see a lot of disappointment on Tom's face right now, and I'm very curious. Oh, I'm sure, about I'm sure this. Tom's disappointed because I'm, I played the game I'm by glad, myself or something. Yeah, we talked. We did nothing but talk about this last time on the podcast about how it's fun to play it together, and you just you went off the, and decided to play it on your own and get to all the final shit without everybody. Well, so the final the final mission you have to play by yourself. It's not yeah, a it's not dumb. a team mission. Um, you know, and then in regards to other missions, you guys actually, like, they reuse maps. You just use different portions of the map when you do other levels. So you really haven't missed much except for a couple of, like, the objectives in one versus the other. So like, one of them is at the fun park, like a carnival. There's the option of, you know, grinding apart the children. And then there's another one that's like, you got to open all the gates and get out of the park and then there's another uh one in there too which i can't even remember off the top of my head so um there's different ways to play the maps but they all basically have an objective and finish um i just don't play a lot of different games at times like i just i don't go like oh i'm gonna play this one game for an hour or two and that's all i play um and then i'll play another game for an hour or two i just like if I play a game, I typically just play only that game for a couple weeks. So, like, I was playing Raft like crazy, and, and before that, I was playing Age of Empires like crazy. Um, it's just kind of how I personally operate. And I also don't like being bad at games, as you guys both know. We don't need to cover. I have a problem. Yeah, I've learned the game, and I definitely think the game's going to have some patches because people know it too well at this point. That's unfortunate um, if you want to play it for the first time by yourself. So... I would encourage if you want to play it, find some friends. I will, I will find some friends, and I would also say if your friend knows the objectives and knows like the timing of certain spawns, like I will not tell you what I know could happen because I think that's it defeats some of the scariness of it. And well, that's not yeah, fun. that's what sucks. I mean, because now every time we're gonna play this, you know all the shit. Not really, because the the thing is, is that like there's. There's a few times where like characters spawn or like killers spawn, but it's not it's not like Outlast itself where, you know, there's an or Resident Evil where there's specific time dogs that charge out at you or a killer appears at that moment. There's like for example, if you do the church, like one of the church things, right when you finish the church, um, Mother Gooseberry, who's like the most deadly character in the game, she appears at the the doors and you have to get past her in some way, either running around her or you can stun her or whatever. But like, that's not the same in terms of fear as like a guy that's hiding inside of a locker because those things happen randomly. So I don't think it's, I don't think it's that bad. Um, and I don't really ever like even the first time we played in Pinto, you just edited the video. So you can tell me if you think differently, but I don't think I was super scared. I think I was just a little confused. I'll take uh, your sound says a yes. <laughs> well, the, like the very, very first time we played it, like all of us together, we were all mm -hmm. pretty, we were all pretty jumpy, I'd say. Not, I, I wouldn't say scared, because like, you know, mm -hmm. it's not like our lives are in actual danger, but we were pretty jumpy and like, well, what's that? What's that? And, you know, freaking out a little bit. Nothing crazy, though, no. Yeah, I, I don't feel that I ever was 
super spooked and I still have those moments of like I'm fixing a generator and then a guy comes up behind me and hits me and I'm like oh god so that still happens but yeah it's it's a very different dynamic than like a, a solo player outlast game you know even friends aside just playing a solo game so that's what I've played I don't think I've played anything else um for the past uh past few weeks um like two weeks or so I'm trying to think just to make sure no, I have not played anything else. Um, maybe a little bit of Raft, but not a lot. Um, anyway, that's that's it. Tom, I think you did not say what you're playing yet, so... No, for I am the speaker man. You are the speaker man, and I'm sure there is no topic tonight. So what are you uh, What are you playing over there? I believe don't you... Uh, what? Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, don't tempt me to create a topic out of randomness. <laughs> Actually, you brought the best topic tonight, and you should share it with the, with the class. So, okay. Everything's up um, to you at this point. Tonight's topic is banana pudding. Delicious. Oh, like the one Discuss. you can get with the Nilla wafers in it? Yep. Hell yeah. That exact yep. one. And it has to have Nilla wafers, otherwise it doesn't count. That's right. Um... Yeah, no, I, I don't uh, have a topic other than banana pudding, which I can't even have right now. It was actually a treat for me when we were at the wedding because I've been on a diet. I've lost like 20 pounds since the start of the year, which is great. Um, but I normally cannot have uh, carbs or sweets or anything. So uh, anyway, and I'm fine with that. Um, I have been playing a couple games. I played a little bit of Stardew Valley. Um, my thing with stardew valley has just been like log in work the crops and i'm done for like the day and i'm like yeah that's all right i, I did one day that's fine so you're playing it in real time you're like <laughs> you play a day you're like well that was it for today guess i'm done basically <laughs> it sounds wrong to say but yeah um i don't know you get to a certain point in that game where like if you've kind of I mean, when you're in, like, year three, there's not that much more to do. Uh, if you've already, like, talked to everyone. And I could go through Ginger Island, but I've already done that in another game. So it's like, eh, maybe I will. Maybe I won't. I don't know. Got a lot going on. Um, I've thought about putting in th that, um... What was that expansion you were talking about, Pinto? It was, like, Ridgeview oh, something? Oh, Ridgeside or? Village. Ridgeside Village, yeah. Um, because it sounds interesting. It sounds like it would add a, a, a bunch of stuff. Um, I also just don't know if I'm ready to have my life controlled by Stardew Valley anymore. It's kind of a uh, mercy to have it let go after a little while. Listen, man, um, that's been my life for the past five years or so. I get it. Yeah, it's got a grip. It's you, you get gripped, you hang in there, and then when it lets go, you say, okay, thank you, I can, I can breathe a little bit better right now. But uh, outside of that, I've been playing Gloomhaven which has been good. I've played like three or four missions in that. And that's actually somewhat of a feat because they take each one so of those takes, takes like an hour. And we played that once together, the three of us. I do want to play it again. It's just, I never really yeah. think about it, honestly. Oh, and I get that. And it's, you have to kind of set aside time for it as well. Um, and even like as a solo player, you have to kind of have that mindset of like, okay, I'm going to do this. It's, like playing a tabletop game which makes perfect sense uh i'm just going to set aside like an hour of my time to do a mission it's not unlike xcom in that way like i always feel like that whenever i play xcom it's like i i know if i start a mission in this i'm gonna have to spend at least an hour um and i think that's why i have a trouble 
picking up those games sometimes is because there's a spot in my brain that's just like I'm locked into this for a while once I you gotta commit. start it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, sometimes I'll pick it up and I'll start it and I'd be like, I just don't want to spend that much time. Like, I want that quick hit game. Um, but lately I've had the patience for Gloomhaven, which has been cool. Um, and I'm getting to the point where one of my characters is going to retire and reveal a new class, which will be neat. So, uh, yeah, having fun with that. And then uh, I almost forgot... But my wife and I started Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. And uh, it is good. It's a fun game. The one thing I didn't like is the starting area that you're in is very Zelda. Where, like, hey, you could take any way you want to do to find all of these things. But if you don't do it the right way, you're going to have a lot of trouble. So there's not really as open-ended an approach as you think there is. Um, and then, of course, the first... You know, you look for a guide. It's Zelda. You look for a guide. Um, one of the first things we saw was, like, here's the four things. One, two, three, four. And then you think, okay, uh, I'm near four. I'll just go for that one. You can't get to four until after you do three, and you go back to the thing and get the answer, and then you come back and do it like okay all right it's about damn time um thanks lizzo but yeah uh and the other thing is like some of the um it's gotten better and i again we're still in the early stages of it i had some difficulty putting together some of the gizmos that you do in the game so basically the the premise of this one is there's a lot of like assembling machinery i think everyone's aware of this at this point but you're Early on, you're basically given, like, the ability to put fans on wings and then activate them and, and go places. So my thought is, like, okay, I'm at the edge of this cliff here. I'm going to set up, like, a plane, basically, and, you know, try and go. And it'll just sit there and do nothing. I'm like, oh, really? And it kept happening like that over and over again. Uh, and that was kind of ridiculous. But, I I mean, that's that's just a... Uh, I don't know, a coming to terms with the mechanics of the game, I guess, and some of the limitations. Because when you see something like that, I think your first instinct is to really say, like, wow, the possibilities are infinite. I can do this, that, and the other thing. Um, and then, you know, when you run into the limitations, that's when you go, oh, I thought I, I, thought I was going to have less limitations. It's going to be good. Um but it's still good. I mean, uh, I ended up in the next area, and immediately there was, like, a bunch of uh, wood piles. Uh, wood piles is a weird way to put it. It's, like, sides of a wooden crate. So, like, if you assemble it, you can put together a cart with wheels on it and everything. And I essentially made, like, uh, instead of putting it together the right way, I put it together sideways. So, like, I had a floor, I had two sides in the front and the back, and then a ceiling. And then I put a flamethrower on the front of it and a fan on the back. And I don't have a steering wheel or anything yet. So I just go driving head on into things, shooting fire at them. <laughs> it was pretty fun. And then I used a weapon that was too strong uh, to activate my fan, which was on the other side of the uh, board and broke the entire fucking thing. So trial and error, baby. It's 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 entertaining. Uh, I got. I gotta give it up. Nintendo always finds some way to make a game like that more interesting. Um, 
because I will say I was watching the Game Grumps playthrough of Sonic Frontiers, a game that I will probably never play myself, and it was just like, hey, here's Breath of the Wild, but boring. And I was like, oh. But I could Breath- have you tried playing Breath of the Wild? Breath of the Wild, but Sonic. <laughs> yeah. It just, like, empty. Like, for the most part, like, there's nothing going on in it, except for there's random, like, Sonic rail loop things all over the place. It's like, how how strange? I don't know. It doesn't look terrible, but it just looks strange to me. Um, if you're a Sonic fan and you really love that game, write to us at joypadpod at gmail.com and tell me why I'm a jerk. Uh but yeah, that's uh, that's basically it for me. I'm excited to play more of Tears of the Kingdom uh, this weekend. Um, in non-video gaming news, I am starting uh, an RPG uh, Starfinder game this Friday, so tomorrow as we record, uh, with my friends from Texas, and I will be giving them the setting and creating characters. I'm excited to get that going. I am exploring using Roll20 for that. I haven't used Roll20 in a while. Uh, And despite its learning curve, I am finding a pretty good way to get everything set up. Um, And I don't know if you guys have done this, um, but my good friend Mark is running another D&D campaign. Um, Actually, we're using Savage Worlds, I think. Um, But we're playing an RPG, basically. And he's using uh, the mid-journey art AI generator to create portrait representations of characters so i kind of took that idea and i'm doing the same thing for this uh and it takes some trial and error but it's kind of nice to kind of be able to create a visual representation of what you want people to see um in some of these characters that they're interacting with uh and you know it's not the same as like creating your own game and and actually getting an artist to do all that kind of stuff and everything but it adds a little extra flair so uh, I, i think that's been nice too so I have my hands full dealing with all that stuff and Pinto, you know how it is working on a game for an RPG and making sure that there's enough content to go around. Yeah. Don't do what I did. Don't fail. Don't just be like, I don't know how it ends and then give up. You didn't fail. You can always pick it back up. Eh, the pre there's too much pressure now. Too much pressure. Just gotta open the valve. Break the seal. Break the seal. So, uh, yeah, I I don't know. I've been really kind of into the concept of the the tabletop games and the video games as tabletop games. I still would like to see more of those. Uh, I actually saw there was a big sale on the Warhammer franchise recently on Steam, and it ran through my mind to buy some more of those, but I... Uh, I think it's Tacitus is the one that I have, and I'm going to double check to make sure that I'm not lying. Uh, Gla- no, it's not Tacitus. It's Gladius and Mechanicus. God help me, strike me with a lightning bolt games workshop, whatever. Um, but I have enough of those games right now, um, and I'm in a point where I'm kind of like not playing a lot of the games that I have. Um, I... I don't know if I regret to say, but like my collection of board games continues to increase. Um, not, not just by like things that I'm actively buying. I did buy Mage Knight. I forget if I talked about that the last time we were on the podcast. 
um, and The Witcher Old World was delivered recently. Um, but I have so many that like haven't been opened yet, and I'm kind of just putting myself on a freeze unless I see something that's like, oh, I've really wanted that, which is kind of what the case was with Mage Knight. Um, so I'm just putting myself on a freeze with that stuff because I really need you guys to like come over and play board games <laughs> so that we can make that happen. Um, but you know, aside from that, I, I really like the idea of being able to engage with those in the video game sense as well. Uh, I was playing around with tabletop simulator to some extent and wasn't super into it, but I like the idea. I mean, have you guys touched any of those? I've played some games through tabletop simulator, not like tabletop RPGs, but right around the start of the COVID times, um, we, my friends and I would play like uh, Settlers or games like that. I think we tried playing Dead of Winter at one point, and like it, it just felt super clunky. It's super clunky. So, like, I actually think that playing a tabletop RPG might be less complicated than playing just a board game that has tons of tokens or tons of pieces, because you know, obviously, uh, a an RPG is more theater of the mind, and you might just want to have your layout there for, you know, battles. I don't know, you know, I don't know how your system works, but if there's things like battles where you need to be in range to do certain things, or there's obstacles or things like that, it just kind of helps more, vi you know, people who are more visually oriented kind of yeah. figure out what they're going to do. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Um, and I saw they have a ton of um, board games that you can get through there. Yeah. I think I uh, Dead of Winter, for sure. I think Zombicide and some other ones I've seen on there. But e even with tabletop RPGs, I found it hard just to, like, grab the dice and throw them. <laughs> or, like, to change a little aspect about what's going on in there. And I'm sure, you know, again, it's one of those things where there's a learning curve because they try to make it such open... Not open source, but, like, open-ended um, software. And a lot of what I was trying to do was to set up Starfinder, which I don't think was as supported as other games. You know, there's no official package for it. Um, but some people had done like a decent job with a table kind of thing. Um, and it's just, I don't know. It's tough. I'm, I'm surprised there aren't better solutions, uh, to things like that in a day and age where we have amazing games. Like we have Axis and allies has its own video game. We have twilight struggle. We have, you know, even we have simpler things like the game of life or settlers of Catan, the uh, the three person game with the funny acronym that I don't remember, but I'm gonna look up Catan Universe. That's what it's called. Um, I don't know. I would just like to see that more generic tabletop grow. Agreed. I concur. Yeah, I I, I agree with that, but I also really. Uh, I, I will play them if that's the only way I can play. But if someone said to me, and, and you know, computer issues aside, if someone said to me, "Here's a Access and Allies board game," or "Here's an Access and Allies you know computer game," which would you play? Or even Twilight Struggle, I would almost rather play the board game version than the computer game version, simply because I feel like you're more engaged with the people that you're playing with 
in a board game setting so like yeah. i i personally would always go towards board game if i can make that work now of course you can't always because you know in our case we live two and a half ish hours apart each so it makes it makes it more difficult in that regard so i would probably you know there's like you got to compromise but i would like i'd almost always prefer a tabletop version like if if you guys live 10 minutes down the road and you're like hey let's play some you know board games let's play some online board games like no just come over we'll we'll play it now well yeah (laughs) like that's just that's my perspective on it i guess oh yeah of course no i i agree with that 100 percent. it's always better when you can get together in person i mean even like i feel like even with video games that you can play it's better in person than over the net like when we used to do like brood war and we would be like in the same room or like near each other or something like that and you know we would finish a game and someone would be out and i remember pinto running over to your room and just watching as you made your way through the wall of stupid cannons that i had in that one game things like that where it's i mean it was dumb <laughs> but <laughs> but um you know, having that experience is is really big like and it's interesting because we live in that era of like uh remote work versus office work and i am you know a remote worker and i am staunchly opposed to going back to the office full-time or anything like that but you know in terms of manifesting those relationships with my friends and getting together like yeah i want us to be in person as much as we can like that's how i have the best time um and you know, it, it doesn't, it, it goes back to like couch co-op. Like I really enjoyed the couch co-op of a lot of games. It's why I still have more fun playing like Mario party together on the switch and paddling the boat as best we can to get down the rapids. Um, you know, rather than, you know, some other games who play online. It, um, it's funny. You mentioned just like the co-op in on the couch because like, I remember the days of like Halo and like Call of Duty original, or maybe not Call of Duty, but like those kind of games originally, where it's like you're sitting on the couch together, you're playing this game, you know, a deathmatch of Perfect Dark from the N64, for example, against like computers. Like that was the greatest, you know, stuff ever. But like, I, I just like, I don't get that same experience doing it online. Um, no. it's not it's not the same and I mean I've played games with people who I would consider good friends that are like those kind of games but still just not quite the same and I don't know if it's an age thing over time I grew out of it or or what but I just agree with you that in person games are generally speaking better um, and the more for me the more physical action I have with the game I'm playing the better too so I like the idea of rolling the dice versus like pressing roll dice and then I get two sixes there. It doesn't feel the same as when I actually throw the dice out myself. Yeah, there's something about board games where holding the dice is like, and rolling the dice is a semi-magical thing. Like anything could happen, but you still kind of feel like you're in control of it. I don't know if I want to say I'm fascinated by that, but I do kind of love that feeling. And that's like why when I go to a casino and I'm playing a game or something, I think I, I that's why I like playing craps. And, you know, I, I'm on record as saying Settlers of Catan is just craps at lower stakes. Um, <laughs> but um, I don't know. It, uh, what I'm thinking of is 
the couch co-op experience that I think connected with, with me the most was in my later mid to late high school years, my good friend, Tim, him and his brother and, and, and one of my other friends would bring their Xboxes over and we would play Halo on like eight player co-op on like two TVs next to each other. Um, and that was like, that's fun, right? Like it's fun when you know everybody in the room, everybody's laughing and like, or going like, oh, you know, and you can just have that immediate feedback to one another in the same space. Um, it's just fun. And he's having a, a bachelor party around uh, Labor Day weekend. And I like all those people are coming. And I know we're just going to like bring Xbox and play Halo like the same way. And it's like I'm just so excited by like going through that nostalgia trip and reliving that sort of experience. Cause we just don't get those opportunities to do that kind of thing as much anymore as, as, uh, the, the somethings that we all are. Um, but I don't know. I, I wonder if the, the youngins of the world are missing out on that kind of experience. Um, if having just the online only experiences, to their detriment or if they're still getting some of that from the Nintendo games with like Mario Kart and Mario Party and if they're kind of thinking the same way I do not know enough people between the ages of 15 and 25 to to answer that question and that's probably for a good for a good day no. <laughs> but no I, I don't I have two younger a niece and a nephew but they're not big into like games like that that i can really you know point to so i think it um i i think it's probably one of those where like as you get older it just gets harder to kind of make those things work your friends are potentially more distant um, or just busier so like it's harder to get them in person with you so that's probably uh you know something else to think about too um but i would be curious to know if like they are missing out on like <clears throat> experiences like a mario party a mario kart or even more so like things like rock band we didn't mention that you know oh yeah like the the concept of being able to play a video game but have some kind of physical interaction with the game as well with all your friends in the same room like that was pretty cool like could you imagine playing rock band the three of us or you know with megan the four of us but we're all in our own separate place playing it i just don't think it that would feel land. sad yeah, it, it doesn't. Sad. It wouldn't win nearly yeah. the same. So I think there yeah. is an online mode for it. Like, I've too. never used it. I'm sure yeah, there is. Like, no, I can't. I can't imagine. Well, like, here's the thing. I have. I have two potential solutions uh, for us to at least find out more information about this. Uh, number one, we start going into public lobbies of games using voice chat and just go, "How old are you?" No, I'm two. <laughs> Not into I'm that idea? You're 15? Perfect. Exactly. I just want to ask you some questions. I, that's it. That's all. Have you ever seen a grown man naked? Oh, God, no. That's not the direction My. I was going. But. That, okay, that's not actually what I'm going to ask. That's from uh, from Family Guy. But yes. <laughs> uh, my, other, my other solution is, um, the, you know, this one could actually work out. Uh, just go on Craigslist and go into the personals and say you're looking for gaming buddies in-person gaming buddies be like hey i just want to play the endless set list in rock band 2 i want to beat it 
you yeah, know? Yeah, but Pinto, <laughs> like, would you ever actually no. do that? No, like, no. I just can't imagine the people that would say yes to the people that I'd want to play games with. Like, I know that sounds horrible and very stereotypical of a community that we all love, but, like, anybody who goes that route, I just... I don't know. I don't know if that would work. I mean, I've seen people on, like, um, on Facebook do stuff like that, being like, hey, I'm new to the area, you know, I'm 27, and, like, between 25 and 30, and 40, let's say, maybe mm-hmm. 35, it's very hard to make friends unless they come through your children. Um, I've real, I always personally think that. Um, or through work. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so when you're not in office, it, that can be even harder. But, um, yeah, I just, I've seen the people do that. And, like, I go look at their profiles, you know, men or women. I'm like, I don't think you'd be the kind of person I actually would want to be friends with. It'd be one of those, it's like, yeah, we can get coffee and talk and, like, get to know each other or whatever. But I think it would not actually turn out to be somebody who I want to be friends with personally. A sustainable relationship. Yes, exactly. Uh, I remember having a conversation with... uh matt from e-town when i moved to dallas and he was talking about how he met up he made friends through like meetup groups and stuff down there Mm -hmm. and i don't know just like the thought of doing that is like frightening to my introverted soul the the part of me at least that is in there well that's also the other problem all three of us are very introverted yeah that's the thing like i I wouldn't say i don't even think i would say it scares me like i can meet new people that's fine i think the problem is for me it'd be exhausting like you know how people talk about your social battery and all that like so the day before the wedding i met up with like most of the wedding party and their respective spouses etc so there were like 13 people and um, I know you met some of them or saw some of them in passing. God, I love my friends, but a lot of them have very loud personalities and voices. So, like, by the end of that night, I was just like, I, I gotta, I gotta go. I gotta go. I need, I need to go home and listen to the sounds of silence. Not the song, just the sound of literal silence. Although that will also work. Simon and Garfunkel represent. Yeah, but I think like, all three it, of us are that way. Though. Yeah, so. but like going, the, the actual event was great because like, you know, everyone kind of just mills about mm-hmm. and like you, you talk to this person. They're like, oh, I'm going to go get a drink. And you're like, okay, cool. I'm going to go talk to this person now. So that does also help because I've been in situations where I'm talking to the same person for a long time and they're like trying to get to know me because they're very extroverted and they ask like tons of questions I'm like oh my god please stop asking me questions I just I can't <laughs> I, I don't want to say any more because of the person that it is not that they'll listen to this podcast but just I, I, it, would be, it would be wrong of me no you guys don't do this and I was actually <laughs> going to say something else in a moment but yeah I, I'm totally there with you Pinto that my battery after that discussion was like Drained. I was like, I just want to go take a nap. I'm so tired now. But what I was going to say is to give people context of how introverted the three of us are, and I put Megan in this too, but she's not part of this comment. We all didn't get to know each other by just like walking up and saying hi to each other. Someone who oh, is no. extroverted. The extrovert was like, hey, you three would all be friends. Come to dinner with me. And he set it up. We didn't do it ourselves. And then That's, he disappeared. And then he disappeared. Yep. Three months later, he was gone. And then 
And then two years later, he showed up once or twice and then disappeared again. <laughs> yes. That's true. He did come to some of our gatherings, bringing the worst alcohol with him. <laughs> Matsuzuma Tequila, please sponsor us. Um, <laughs> please don't. <laughs> I don't want your money. He, he wished me a happy birthday this past year. Oh, that's I was good. very happy to, nice. to see him. Um, yeah, it's, it's. I don't know. It's interesting because I'm probably the most extroverted of us. I would possibly say, um, but my wife is massively introverted, uh, and you know we we were at the wedding together, and boy, by the time we left, which was still a little on on the earlier side, she was like, "I me need go, me need go now," and I was like, "Okay, I I can see this. We need to get you out of here." Um, and then I think the whole rest of the day after, you know, Fleming and I met for uh, breakfast with his wife as well. And then the whole rest of that day, you know, she slept on the car ride home and was just out that day. Uh, and th hey, that's fine. How you get your juice is how you get your juice. But it's, uh, I don't know, it, it does make it harder to make friends when you're that, that kind of person. Um so but I, it does help too. you know i brought up the meetup group before um i have known people who have like made friends through like um gaming communities at like that will get like set up through libraries or something and when you kind of like commit yourself to something like that um especially when you're in a situation where you don't have many friends immediately nearby that can really kind of help you out uh you know i've made reference to my friends from texas you know we moved to texas and i knew nobody i have one cousin who's out there uh, and i didn't even know he was out there until we moved there and then he was also working very late nights and i i just didn't get to see him that much and he's he's a great guy i wish i saw him more but um you know i ended up making friends uh because you know through my wife's company she had friends who were starting a D, &D game and she just was like oh my husband plays D D." get together and you know now i would say they're they're very good friends and we've been playing D, &D games for like over five years at this point so um you know i'm glad to have those people as friends but it's hard to find you know to make that initial commitment and to find people to do that with may i may i tell a, a little story it doesn't go for it uh we're pretty far off gaming right now but whatever who cares we don't talk about video games all the time so um as you guys well know uh i took what some might call a gap year in my college career aka i got Hell kicked yeah. out but <laughs> he was doing the drugs yeah totally no what <laughs> what i uh want to get at is in a very out of left field thing for me uh during that year off i went you know what I've got a lot of free time because I'm a failure right now. I was planning on going back to college. But for that year, I was like, you know, I got to find things to do to take up my time. Got to work, blah, 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 whatever. I was like, I'd like to form a band. So I went on Craigslist and I put up an ad saying, hey, y'all. Not, I didn't say, hey, y'all, because I don't actually say y'all ever. But I'm a guitarist and I'd like to join a band. Let's do this. And someone responded and I went to some fucking random stranger's house <laughs> in Pittston, and I got there, and he had an ankle collar on because he was under house arrest. Oh. <laughs> and uh, we were in bands together on and off for the next 
like eight years so it kind of worked out but boy looking back on that now i'm like what was i doing what the I, fuck i don't recall hearing that ankle oh, i never heard that either now. what yeah oh he was God. under house arrest um I'm not going to say any names. I don't. I don't that think he sense. listens to the podcast. But yeah, that uh, that was probably my most like adventurous thing I've ever done, socially speaking. And it kind of hey, worked met, out. But you also had you a mission a in cool mind. That. Yeah, you had a mission in mind too, in that you like, because like I don't think I would go. Like I don't think I'd post being like, "Hey, I want to play," you know, tabletop games with people like i i don't think i would do that personally but i feel like with it, something a little bit more specific like i want to join a band it, it to me feels a little bit more whatever I, I don't know maybe i'm maybe i'm wrong because like when i was running in like incredible amounts i may have done it but they also still didn't even live that close to me it was still gonna be a significant commitment to do that i would have had to drive like 30 minutes before running for an hour just to drive 30 minutes back home like that's a that's like you know, I was like, I could just spend the two hours running instead. That's kind of how my mindset worked. Um, but that's also a very solo thing, so I don't know. I I just remembered a similar story, Pinto. It, it doesn't go as far as the ankle monitor. But I, don't <laughs> sh- I don't know if I even ever told you guys about this, but back in uh, college, my first girlfriend in college, uh, she had this interest in finding a, a club to play the game of go like the ancient chinese game of go uh and i guess she knew it a little bit and she there was allegedly a club in lancaster so she she really wanted to go to this i was like all right so there's an ad address and we drive around and we get to it and it's just this hoodie little house by like the train tracks like it's it has no official signage on it whatsoever it's clearly just like some dude's house and maybe it's fine. Maybe, like, you know, they just play Go in his basement or something, and it's fine. Or maybe he has uh, murder devices down there set up to rend flesh from the body. I don't fucking know. Uh, but all I know is we got there, and I went like, yeah, no. <laughs> We're not fucking going in here. Let's just go get some ice cream and go back <laughs> <Yeah>. to school. <laughs> yeah. This I want to know what exit that's off of because I think oh, I, God. I think I, I might know. know that okay if you had an <laughs> idea because I I think I might know the house you're talking about it, it was it wasn't even like a like an area we would frequent because it was still a drive into like Lancaster City from where we went to college wow okay and I was like where the fuck are we like this is huh. the dumbest sketchiest thing ever uh and yeah I mean okay you got to be careful like if you're meeting up with people you don't know. Uh, definitely be careful. They might be wearing an ankle monitor. Yeah, maybe not go <laughs> well, to their house. If but... I hadn't gone to his house, I wouldn't have been able to meet him. That's true. And I bet, and I, that's, and that's I bet a you, fair point at that. I bet you, if you had said, "Hey, do you want to meet at you know at a local coffee shop first to like kind of meet or whatever," and then you're like, "Okay," or maybe the park or so I don't know, wherever you play guitar, um, like you know, you would he, yeah, if he responded, monitor. "Yeah, I got an ankle monitor," you would have been like, "Yeah, maybe I'm you're good. not right." I'm yeah. I did not hear either of these stories before, so I just <laughs> I just learned something at the same time as the podcast. Do I have anything? Yeah, to so share? Where, where's your story? Uh, 
Yeah, what randos are you meeting oh, around? God, I'm trying to think. Oh, around Amish country. <laughs> I mean, I've uh, no. I've never done something like that. I don't think. When I, I'll give one other one. When I was like 16, there was a music store nearby, and they had like an online like bulletin board, and uh, there were some like-minded, similar-age kids that uh, I wanted to like go play guitar with because they were forming a band. So like I had like talked to them for a while, um, and I think they wanted someone to to sing too. So I was you know I was into that, and. Um, you know, I said, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I'd be up to, like, meet you guys and, and hang out and get this put together. And my dad was like, stranger danger, no, you can't do it. And I was like, oh. So, you know, that bummed me out a lot. But uh, my good buddy Nate actually ended up meeting up with them. And then he ended up being their guitarist for a number of years. Uh, and then my friend Dan also, through Nate, became their bassist for a little while. So it's like, yeah, they were, it was fine. Like, it was all legitimate. They were all same age, you know, fine people. Uh, I th No ankle bracelets? <laughs> no ankle bracelets, not at 16. I think the, Maybe the later. only one I can think of was... Uh, Maybe it was like freshman or sophomore year of high school. Probably, probably not freshman. It was probably sophomore. Um, I was playing a lot of Counter Strike One Point Six at the time, and um, I wanted to go to a LAN center because there was a LAN tournament. But I only had one friend that played Counter Strike, so me and him, you know, concocted the plan that we both meet up there and find other people and and like you know set up a team so we could play in the tournament or whatever my mom was having like a was so upset about this idea she's like you want to go where and like you know she's like trying to look this place up and like it's not sure but i'm like mom my friend from high school will be there it's not like completely random people you know i was like i have a cell phone i could call you if i need to come home so we go and uh we were hoping to meet people and what happened was is uh, 10 people ultimately showed up, two groups of five friends. So we couldn't really play. But I just remember when like, I kind of like walked up to one of them. And it was like my, my extroverted moment of like, hey, I'm pretty good at Counter-Strike. Can I play like as your fifth or whatever? Cause, or, you know, or, or can we play as your uh, fourth and fifth? But I think, I think there was already four, but I can't remember for sure. I basically said, can I play? And the guy was like 26 or some, somewhere around like 25, 26. He looks at me. He's like a foot taller than me. He goes, nah, bro. <laughs> so after that, I just got to watch. And I was definitely better. I was a better player than that. Just watching them play versus like me play. It was cool to see because like it was my first land thing in person. Like I said, we were like 15 or so. But um, my mom was upset. She like, came to visit. She, like, came afterwards. She's like, "So did you play?" I'm like, "No, I didn't have friends." <laughs> like that's what I told oh. my mom. <laughs> she probably doesn't remember this, but yeah, I was there for like three hours. We played like a couple of games, like other games on like the land computers, and spent like fifteen bucks. But we we didn't have people to play. So that's that's my best story that I can think of. But you know, I didn't post anywhere. We were just hoping to run into people around our age to play with and no one actually came unfortunately aside from the 10 players so yeah that's my story i mean <laughs> i did actually play um brood war quite a bit back in uh high school like before i started playing it with you guys i was never great at it because we always did like not even use map settings but you know fastest map possible or uh, big game hunters or um i think there was like the smallest map possible which god that 
that was fucking terrible. I don't know why anyone ever thought that was fun. But uh, to, to branch off of that, I did happen to run into one of those guys I played with um, after high school. And, you know, like, he was one of those guys that, like, I kind of played games with, but we weren't super close. Or after we graduated, we just kind of lost contact with each other. Uh, again, not going to use any names. Daddy listens to the podcast. Be weird if he did. But he will know exactly who he is if he hears this story because I ran into him at a Taco Bell of all places. And I do think this was, uh, I don't know if it was during the year I took off or if I was just home for a break or whatever. But I ran into him. It's like, hey, man. I was like, you know, we, you know, that awkward, like, yeah, we used to talk. And now are we going to try and catch each other up over the past two years? No, he just said, hey, man, I got my penis pierced. Do you want to come see it in the bathroom? And I was like, whoa. I don't ever want to see another man's I, penis, I whether don't. it's in the bathroom, pierced, or otherwise. And in a Taco Bell bathroom of all places, just like... Yeah, at least take it to a Wendy's. Yeah. Now, sense. this might say something about our friendship, Pinto, but that story I have heard before. <laughs> So, <laughs> I think yeah, I we, we both definitely yeah. have. So, <laughs> that's, that's an uh, interesting uh, one to put out there. Yeah, that uh, I did not take him up on that offer. I took my chalupas and went home. Where? <laughs> because who eats in the restaurant? I don't know, man. It's Taco Bell. <laughs> Once you're past the age of 18. I think maybe if you're like down. on a road trip, it's acceptable. Like if you know you're you're on the road for like yeah you know ten plus hours that's acceptable but you're also probably not gonna be stopping at a Taco Bell you'll stop at a more like more restauranty type place like a Perkins perhaps or a Cracker Barrel <laughs> yes when when I was in high school we used to eat at the Taco Bell we yeah used to swing but in, that, used to eat at the that was high school yeah. you were looking for yeah. any excuse to not be home yeah that's yeah, di- exactly that's definitely different I would completely that's agree a, with it's you. a two dollar especially excuse. Taco Bell it's like hard you, who eats a taco while driving for example you just can't at least I don't think you can but you can it's a it's a, it's a messy experience yeah that's what I'm getting at that's why if you're gonna eat and you and, and you stop at Taco Bell you just get burritos don't get tacos burritos are contained anything in a wrap that's right because we uh we stopped by the wawa before we went up to the wedding and got my my wife got a hoogie and uh i thought about getting a a hoogie and said i got like an egg sandwich and a bagel which works okay you can eat that i ate it in the parking lot before we left but i was like i definitely cannot eat a hoogie while driving (laughs) like that is not gonna work out I once tried to eat a quesadilla, um, and that was tough. We're in a really, we're, while we're, driving. Yeah, while driving, Ooh. we're in a really weird place in our podcast, by the way. Yeah. No. Let's, <laughs> listen, it's, we got to where we got to. Yeah. Okay. If anyone, if anyone's still listening, days. they're definitely like invested in our stories. Yeah. Hell yeah. Like if you if you made it this far, we haven't talked about video games in the past thirty minutes. About that. Yeah. So about a that. Bit. A little bit. I, that that's why I mentioned you know mentioned StarCraft. I was like, let's bring a tiny little bit of video games into it before I talk about how my friend asked if I wanted to see his dong. His J dong, perhaps. Yeah. Yes. Hey. He asked if he wanted to see his battle cruiser. <laughs> he wanted to show oh, his God. big battle cruiser. His Yamato <laughs> cannon. 
his nidus worm. Oh, okay. All right, Tom, please end it. There's, end the podcast. There's, there's the end of the podcast. All right. Hey, if you like listening to this kind of crap, uh, you can check us out at joypadpod.com. You can find all of our stuff on all the wonderful podcast utilities that are out there. Uh, mostly Spotify, because who the hell uses anything else? Um, it, people use Stitcher. I don't know why. Who? Who are you? Apple are you listening music? to this on Stitcher? Write us. Write us at joypadpod at gmail.com. Um, we are posting a bunch of videos on the YouTube channel because we've been playing more videos. Uh, so watch some Atlas Trials, some Rafts, and whatever else we got going on up there. Maybe we'll have Gloomhaven at some point. I don't know. Would people want to watch that? I, I feel like chess nerds would watch us play Gloomhaven. Um, anyway. What if we played it in character? <laughs> I do believe I named my character Marky Mama Popo. So... <laughs> forgot about that um i don't know i feel like that would be a difficult task because so much of it is just moving from space Man, one to space two and for. attacking things i'll just throw in yeah, some epic like battle music in the background um they are actually creating a tabletop rpg for gloomhaven uh which Isn't i think is already a, great a tabletop game though it's a tabletop game that's basically a tabletop rpg but they're adding like all the rpg mm. elements to it so like uh you know NPCs doing different types of like checks and uh, interactions, you know the way the way D and D set up, but like Gloomhaven, and they have some cool like uh, species and and classes and stuff. So I, I think it'll probably be good. I'll probably invest in it. But uh, anyway, that was my way of saying Gloomhaven's cool, uh, even if it's mostly combat focused when you're playing the game. Um, I will actually be waiting for them to make Frosthaven as a video game too. It is really fucking hard to play as a board game for anyone who's listening. <laughs> uh, I, I did it. It's hard. Uh, anyway, uh, this is the end of the podcast. <laughs> Not listen to Tom. Keep on rambling. So uh, do your best to find some gaming time with your friends, whether it's online or in person. But see if you can find some in-person time. It's, it's always kind of better. Um, and, you know, if you can find some board game time, if you're into that, that's awesome as well. So whatever you can do in those things to keep friends make friends uh do all of that and that will definitely help you stay joyful goodbye goodbye, goodbye. goodbye.